local media has an agenda that they're going to serve. I don't know who's in charge of it or what it is, if it's like a headless monster. You know, I was pretty happy with that one in Gerbils the other night. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a good pizza. Yeah. Fat wallets and empty hearts. Which... Fat wallets and empty hearts. It's insane how little musicians get. So, um, yeah, if... if if you're interested in support not just me but any musician that you like one of the best ways to do that it sounds old school because it is is purchase their music uh purchase their merch you know uh hey guys this is mark from rat rod hi this is mikey p from skell hey this is jeff from the bell jumpers Probably just be, I mean, probably be because he's awesome. This is Jessica for the band You're listening to Pennsylvania Rock Show.
devil needs some grading The signs are all faded I remember how to hate it But I love it just the same This mountain holds a secret That gives a life its meaning And a man a real good reason Not to wish it all away Might not make it to the top before I die But there's a beauty in the hill you have to climb If the southern wind was made to carry me away I'd pack the bag and took straight to the sky And if a pair of worn out wings could have found the strength I'd be half the man I ought to be Listen half the time There's no narrow road in one straight line I wasn't made to make it as a crow flies If these winding roads stop turning And this whole stop needing searching Dues weren't paid by earning I'll be back to my old ways I don't always love the journey Or the miles that show no mercy Till I remember I'm still learning It's a road I have to take If the southern wind was made To carry me away Would have packed a bag and took straight to the sky If a pair of worn out wings could have found the strength, I'd be half the man I ought to be in less than half the time. There's no narrow road in one straight line. I wasn't made to make it as a crow fly. The southern wind was made to carry me away. I'd have packed a bag and took straight to the sky. If a pair of worn out wings could have found the strength, half the man I ought to be in less than half the time. There's no narrow road in one straight line. I'm getting there, but I still need some time Cause I wasn't made to make it as a crow What's up, everyone? This is episode number 706 of the Pennsylvania Rock Show. You just heard Eden on Fire 
brand new song here on the Pennsylvania Rock Show. It's called Love Bomb. All right after that, another brand new song on the show. Dirty Lasso's song, Young Man's Delusion. And then we heard from Ross Flora and his track, As the Crow Flies. Ross is with us tonight. Hello, Ross. Hey, Bill. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me. So uh, it's called the Pennsylvania Rock Show, but being in charge, I make the rules. And sometimes we bring people on that aren't from Pennsylvania, um, <laughs> you being one of them. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, originally from the Roanoke area? Yeah, yeah. Roanoke, Virginia, a little south of there. And current currently residing in Nashville, if I read yep, correctly. Yep. Yeah, I've been out here about eleven years. Um, the first thing right off the bat I want to ask you about, it says you've played over four thousand shows since since you moved to Nashville. Mm-hmm. That that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's trying to get that, you know, a couple ten thousand hours in, you know, and just <laughs> yeah, so that's that was always my dream. When I was growing up, I just wanted to play all the time. I wanted to be on the stage as much as possible. And kind of growing up in the country, before I started playing in Roanoke, there really wasn't that many options to do it. So once I got out here, I was like, oh, I'm going to play all day, every day if I can. Well, that's, I was looking at your schedule on your website, and you play like every day this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why you love Nashville. I, I do love um, playing downtown. It's a lot of fun get to stack up gigs, you know, you do doubles and triples. And if you're really brave, you can do a quad. So playing for like 16 hours a day. And <laughs> it's, it's pretty insane. I've only ever done a handful of those. But. So you, I, I, I hate to say favorite, but I don't want you to burn any bridges, but <laughs> what, what, what is your, your, Maybe we'll do a handful. Give me a couple of your favorite venues that you play at in, in Nashville. Um, so on a weekly basis, uh, I play about five or six clubs. And a lot of those are kind of the same each. You know, I, I double up at some of them and stuff like that. But um, I really love uh, Cerveza Jack's is a place on 2nd Avenue. Really love 2nd Avenue. That's kind of been kind of my home here in town for gig-wise. There used to be a old bar called Benchmark that since shut down right after 2020. And uh, so that place was one of my all-time favorites. Um, Cerveza Jack's, love that place. Feels like family in there. Um, I play, you know, Miranda Lambert's bar, you know, Luke Bryan's bar, that kind of stuff. And Aldine's and all that. And I love all those places as well. It's really crazy. They all have these like top-notch line array systems in them. And it's just amazing to play in those, you know, places, you know, the sound is always going to be great. The atmosphere is always killer in all places. So. Some someday I'm going to make it to Nashville and and just spend days upon days hopping from venue to venue. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> It'll take a couple, yeah, to, to knock them all out. But. Um, so I mentioned before we came on the air that my questions are going to be different. We're going to start out with with one of those. Um, so you recently. Um, you can give me a date, but the EP as the crow flies pretty recent, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it came out uh, middle of end of September, early October. I think it was right right around that time. So yeah, it was my okay, fall so, record this year. All right, so so here's here's that 
the curveball I'm going to throw you. All right. All right. So, as a musician, what is the best pizza you've had? And now you're going, wait a minute. <laughs> it has to be linked to something musically. It could be at a recording session, at a gig on your way to or, or from a gig. Um, going to buy a piece of equipment and you stopped. What, what's the best pizza that, that you've had that you can relate to being a musician? Relate to being a musician is... Um... I mean, other than just, you know, random pizzas at studios and stuff like that after long days, um, we do. I used to play this um, bar slash pizza place. They're kind of a chain. They might have one in, up in Pennsylvania around, but um, a place called Mellow Mushroom. And they had one of them downtown. They're, they're great. They're kind of rock and roll, kind of hippie vibe in there. Kind of more of a rock place than a country bar and all that. And, um, but the thing, they you always got a couple pieces of pizza kind of like your per diem after you played there and i used to play 10 to like two thirties at night on uh on thursdays with a good friend of mine dominique and then they have this pizza in there that's in my like all-time three favorites it's a, a pizza called holy shiitake and it's uh <laughs> insane i mean yeah so that that was always just the carrot at the end of the stick to get through the gig you know and it was dead or something like that and, so, all right, we got that good pizza waiting on us. Now, is that the same Dominique that you're playing with tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, Dominique Hutchinson. Yeah, she's one of my best friends. and We played several thousand shows together ourselves. And yeah. Um. So I don't really know anything about the venues in Nashville, but Doc Holliday's, you know, <laughs> I, I think back to um, Tombstone. Mm -hmm. movie oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah they play that they play that movie on repeat all times on like one of the big screens in there if not all the Very tvs cool. in there so i've seen that movie at least like 80 times now you know it's just <laughs> it's only like three times with the sound on but you know <laughs> um so let's say you're leaving a gig and as you're walking out there's a DeLorean sitting there with its door open and a flux capacitor in the back seat. Right. You know, Marty, Marty went back in time and ended up playing with a band, but what band would you want to hang out with and, and what time period would you go to? Um, late sixties, making Georgia almond brothers, probably that'd be the all time. And then just see all them killer bands came out of Macon right after that, you know, it was, you know, so like that through like the early seventies probably be my, my wish list of good. Right, we're we're going to stick with the movie theme for a moment. So you're yeah. sitting on a bench, you know, kind of like with a box of chocolates, but not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and your musical idol comes and sits down beside you and says to you, you can ask me one question and one question only. First, who's going to be sitting next to you and what are you going to ask them? I'd have to say it would probably be uh, the uh, the person would be Greg Allman. Um, shoot, I mean, probably, I just want to know how he was feeling when he was writing those songs. He's kind of a, he's like me, like I feel like we both wrote songs from like an emotional standpoint. And um, I just want to dig deeper into, you know, just his process and, you know, get to 
talk to him and just to hear stories from him, you know, that'd be just, I've read his book a couple of times and it's a lot, you know, yeah, he'd, he'd probably, he'd definitely be the, the person I'd want to sit beside and ask though. Very cool. And, and speaking of processes, um, I mentioned that we listened to your song as the crow flies and that we would talk about it a little bit. What, what was your process, your recording process like on that EP? Is there anything that you would think is unique to yourself or, you know, how, how did it go? Um, so I recorded all of everything myself, except for the drums. I've been blessed to accumulate a decent little home studio here. That's I'm trying to start bridging into the professional studio side of it all. But um, yeah, I was blessed to be able to, you know, record everything but the drums. And I had one of my best friends, Jeremy Pearl, play drums on all the tracks. And uh, so we did everything and I mixed it and engineered it. Um, and then I had had a buddy of mine, Mike Esser at Sundog Studios, did the final mastering on it. Just to, I trust his ears a lot. He knows where I'm coming from. So that being said, um, just digging the parts out. You know, that's that's the most fun part for me. And again, being able to do it here in my own home. I'm not on a clock, which is good and a bad thing, but it's a lot of fun <laughs> during the creative side. You know, so it's, um, yeah, just to be able to sit there and make a mistake and then realize that that was the, all along what was supposed to be there, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, I, I, we're going to take our first break of the night. Um and we are going to listen to a song called Country Girl by Sour Mash, um, whose lead singer lives about a mile from here. <laughs> okay. Um, and so we're going to take a listen to that, and we will be right back.
For those of you that are watching the video side, I said that we're giving away tickets tomorrow, which is actually today. So don't get confused by that later when it pops up and I'm giving away those tickets. Um, so Dressy Entertainment, Ross, is a um, promoter here in Pittsburgh that um, they bring in some big name artists and yeah. then they put local artists on as openers. And uh, they have been helping us out pretty much since we started Music from 412 a little over a year ago. Oh, okay. Well, nice. Yeah. And we've, we've given away some cool ones. I saw you shaking your head on some of them. When I mm, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to go to that. That's, that's really cool. Y'all got a promoter. They'll give some local bands those opening spots. That's not something that happens everywhere. So that's, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. All right, so another another question for you. Who is your Dave Grohl? This is the official build the scene question for all my podcasts that I do. And by that, I mean, who do you want to go up on stage with and perform one of their originals? Because Dave is known for pulling people out of the crowd and letting them play. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who would that be? At this point... Bands are still around that I could do that with. Well, don't forget you have a DeLorean. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got the DeLorean. Man, I mean, probably Zeppelin. I mean, that'd be just a blast to go up with Plant and Page and, you know, Bonham and all them. But um, if it were right now, it'd be uh, my favorite, like, modern rock band is Big Wreck out of Vancouver. I don't know if they tour through Pittsburgh much, but they, um, yeah, just love that band. It'd be amazing to get to play a song or a show with them. So let's say you decide you're going to start touring the United States and you hire me to drive your bus, which is a terrible idea, but <laughs> you do it anyway. Um, what music are we going to listen to in between sets, in between shows? Oh, man, that depends how the gig went, you know. Um, <laughs> shoot, probably right after the show, like some songwriter kind of stuff, you know, just to mellow it out a little bit. And, um, then work our way back into the more rocking stuff, and, you know. But um, uh, let's see. Uh, start with some like Jackson Brown, probably. That would be my... It's like my go-to kind of get zen with it, you know, after a show. Um, yeah, and then work back into the ACDC and Zeppelin and then on into, Lord, on into like Dream Theater or something like that. Once I, you know, once you come back down, then you got something to keep your mind occupied. So that's why, like, listen to some of that and some bands like Ghost Note and stuff like that. Which I don't know, I'm not a jazz guy. I can't really understand, you know, I mean. All that freeform stuff, but it's just nice to listen to, you know, and just to like hear all that going going around, snarky puppies, stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I usually listen to on the ride home and stuff. It's kind of drives everybody else crazy in the car. I'm like, I need this right now. I got kind of something <laughs> that's just either on overload or just in and out, you know. When I, I played, I used to play deck hockey as a goaltender. I don't know if you know what deck hockey is no. um so it's kind of like roller or ice hockey except you don't wear skates you mm. play play on shoes okay and i used to listen to metal 
for like the first hour on my way to the to the to the games, and it got to the point that my wife wouldn't go anymore. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, you gotta get amped up. And and then same thing on the way home, play some mellow stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um. So there was this band from Denton, Texas. They were the first band I ever asked this question. They were, um, of course. Now I'm going to blank on the name of the band. I can see their album in my head. Anyway, it'll come to me. But, <laughs> um. The question is, if you could play with anybody, anywhere, so not like it doesn't even have to be a traditional venue, who would you want to play with and where would you want to play with them? And while you're answering, I'm going to try and remember the name of that band (laughs) because they had the perfect answer. (laughs) Oh, man. No no pressure, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, Stevie Ray, probably in Austin, wanted to shoot out can't remember what club was his main one back then but or like i've got this dvd especially when i was a teenager starting to learn to play and my dad got me a dvd of him live at the macombo i think is what it's called up in toronto or vancouver or montreal it might be montreal jazz fest and uh yeah that was that would probably be the coolest thing i mean i'd get burned alive up there with him but it would be a lot of fun Sorry, I was trying to cheat and Google metal bands from Denton, Texas. And it didn't oh, work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see the album cover. It's purple. It has multiple stars layered over top of each other. I cannot think of the band name now. Um, I'm still going to give their answer, though. Yeah, yeah. So their answer was they wanted to play at Stonehenge with Dio. Wow. Okay, yeah. okay. Some Holy Diver in the yeah, Stonehenge. All right. I can't believe I can't remember their name tonight. You see, there's some gray coming in. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, man, you're over 700 shows in. I mean, that's a lot to remember and catalog in the brain. You know. Yeah this this one is 706, and my other podcast is on 112. Oh, okay. So man, busy man, and we do live shows and. Yeah. All right. Um let's see. How about um this one I usually when there's a band involved, this one's a little more fun, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Usually I ask the band members to tell me about the other people in the band, but tell me about something embarrassing that happened on stage. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, other than just the run of the mill forgetting where you're at, just, you know, accidentally shifting to autopilot after six hours up on stage a day. It's kind of forgetting the, you know, just certain that and like forgetting words. Um, man, that's one thing after a couple thousand gigs, I try to avoid too many embarrassing things. Now that's kind of <laughs> the reason I try to do it so much is so I can negate all that. Um, Daggone it. I know something's going to come to me as soon as I get past this question. I remembered band name. It's Diesel Beast. <laughs> Diesel Beast. That's a good. Wow. <laughs> Dang. That's a good name. Shoot. 
And now it makes sense why they said Dio with Stonehenge too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely a metal and band name. <laughs> For real, yeah, yeah. Diesel Beast. All right. Good band names are hard to find these days. I, it's like a game I play on road trips. I'm like, all right, we gotta start getting some, getting some. Just think of some band names. I've got a list running, and it's none of them are very good, you know. <laughs> That's usually when I bring when I bring a band on that has a name. That's the first question I ask them. Like this is gonna be the easiest question all of the night, but maybe not. <laughs> Where did the band name come from? Right. But yours is your name, so yeah, that makes it a little easier. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hey, right, let's go with one more question, and then we'll take another break. Right. Okay. Um. Who? Who would you say has supported you the most as a musician over the years? And you don't have to pinpoint just one, because again, mm-hmm. I don't want you to anger anybody. Oh but- yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, again, I mean, I've been like crazy blessed to have family that had professional musicians on both sides, my mom and my dad's side. So um, it kind of funneled down to where I, you know, my generation and me, and um, yeah. They helped me avoid a lot of pitfalls, you know, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the potholes in the road. They were like, Hey, just, you know, and they, uh, set up a, specifically my dad, um, was a professional musician for decades, uh, the Virginia area played up and down the Eastern seaboard in the seventies and eighties and, uh, kind of gave it up for a more stable job whenever I was, when my mom was pregnant with me. So, you know, it's a huge commitment and I appreciate him for it. And, um, that being said, he's, you know, he was, he's been the, by far, probably the biggest, you know, supporter just because he understands so much, of, you know, like how it feels, and you know, just through good gigs and bad gigs and, you know, understands a lot more. But again, my little sister, my mom, you know, my aunts and uncles, they've all been very supportive. You know, it's, it's, I run into people out here and it seems the norm is kind of, you know, you don't get much support from everybody in your family a lot of the time. And that's, you know, I'm, again, I'm you know, super blessed to be able to have that support network and that guidance too. So. so have you ever performed with anybody in your family? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, shoot. First times I was ever on stage was like playing church kind of stuff when I was really little. I mean, probably I'd say like four or five years old, just singing, you know, and and then um, we had a little family band. We do some, you know, just little things here and there, like Christmas stuff and whatnot. And um, I played with my dad a bunch, you know, and that's kind of, we barely missed each other where he was kind of stopping playing uh, with some like club bands, right? As I was about 16 and 17 and I couldn't, couldn't quite get to that level. Quite get in the club. I was like, oh man, but yeah. So, but we um actually we recorded a a little two song EP last year at uh, had a friend that was working at Blackbird and uh, yeah Angela and she got us in there to do some recording and whatnot and I uh, got my dad to come out and play some keys for me and that was a really special you know occasion there to be in Blackbird Studios, you know, with all the crazy artists that have been in, you know, Studio A recording. And, so, and yeah, you got to share it with your dad, which yeah, is Yeah, it's like one of my best so days cool. ever. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take another break, 
and we're going to listen to Hunter Root's track, Can't Outshine the Truth. And for those of you in Pittsburgh, Hunter Root is actually the lead singer of the band Medusa's Disco, who we've been playing a lot recently. Um, they're rock for sure, and this is more country. So um, let's give it a listen. Betrayed me too, but that's how I met you. 
no matter what you do, you can't outshine the truth. You can't outshine the truth. Can't outshine the truth. You can't outshine the truth. Can't outshine. Okay, we are back for the third segment with Ross tonight. And I mentioned to him the questions are going to be a little different. I think he probably agrees now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think on some of these. Um, for those of you that were watching the video, we just gave away two tickets to Mr. Big Show here on Sunday. Um, someday I'll explain to you guys how I do that wheel thing. It's actually kind of cool, but not right now. <laughs> um. Are you going to that show? Are you going to be at Mr. Big? I am not. Uh, um, it's a very, very cool venue, though. Um, I took photos of a band called Right Turn Clyde there. Um, Jurgles is, um, it, it's it's just it's a music venue. I mean, they have it's two floors with stage at the front front. You know, the stage is in the front, and it almost looks like if you've ever been on a riverboat that has two right. floors and has like a dance floor. It's yeah, kind of like yeah. that, except the dance floor is the stage, and the bar is down on that level, and it, it it's it's a really cool venue. <laughs> oh man, yeah, um, sounds great. It's in Warrendale, which is about an hour and twenty minutes from here. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I want to see some Paul Gilbert so bad. But yeah, it's, man. <laughs> um. So you mentioned that you started out pretty young. And if I remember what I was reading today, um, around 12 was when you started playing the guitar. Mm -hmm. and yeah. You want to tell a little bit about that story, how that came about? Yeah. Um, I started playing piano. Again, my dad, professional musician, he was, um, he was like, look, even if it's not your thing, just we're going we're gonna to get you in piano. And I started that when I was about seven years old. And like I say, that just helps out so much. It gives you a graph to get all the theory stuff worked out on. And, um, so it was super helpful. Wasn't that crazy in the piano. Uh, started playing. I had a little applause ovation, you know, three-quarter size acoustic that I tried to play. And I'd get through all my chords through the F chord and then the bar. And I couldn't, you know, I just kind of quit up until I was about 11 or 12. And then my dad got me Brothers and Sisters album, the album Brothers. Um, and that's when I just kind of, it, it really started to stick and got over that hump of bar chords and then really started to like express myself. That was, that's what I say about piano. Like that wasn't really, I hadn't gotten that jolt yet of, you know, like, oh, I can like say stuff through this. I can, this is like therapy. And then, um, and then with guitar, it, it became that pretty quick. And that's, you know, that's ultimately then I was off and running and I just couldn't get enough of it. You know, they'd have to, my parents would have to, you know, make me put the guitar down to do homework. And mm. I was just, couldn't get enough of it, you know? So, yeah. That's, I, I have three children. I have a 15 year old son and, and two 13 year old daughters. They are all musicians. Mm -hmm. um, my son is multi, multi instrumental. Yeah. Um, he actually this year, a couple months ago, taught himself to play the euphonium and um, oh, and the French horn. 
Oh, that's um, because they were needed for two of the bands that he was in. And he was like, okay, I'll figure it out. And he played in concerts with both of them. All right. Yeah. Um, but his main, main, main instrument is a trumpet. Um, he mm-hmm. also plays a little bit of guitar. Um, he taught himself to play the fife. He plays the harmonica. Um, he has upset his mother when she was trying to play the keyboard and would mess. She, this is one of my favorite stories ever. She kept messing this one part up and he came walking into the room, walked up to her. So he's facing her. So the keyboard is up, upside down to him. Mm-hmm. He played it correctly and walked out of the room. Tag <laughs> on. And then yeah. his sisters are, are both phenomenal singers. Um, right. they, um, they are taking lessons um, from the local music store and um, sing um, at church as mm-hmm. cantors as 13 year olds. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So there's always, almost always music going on in this house, which, which is really cool. Um, yeah. And I, awesome. I'm the only one that can't play anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one running the, the radio show. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's how it goes sometimes, I guess. Um, it's never too late. I, I did in, in college, um, I, I teach elementary school and one of the classes was elementary music and we had to learn how to play a song on a piano. And I wish I could tell you that I spent hours upon hours in that piano lab instead of memorizing the fingering the night before. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, you just, to, yeah. Hey, I only missed one note. I got an A. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, man. <laughs> But I don't remember how to play, and I had a chance to learn there, and I just, I didn't do it. That's a regret. <laughs> yeah, shoot. Try again. <laughs> All right, so I have two more questions for you, Ross, and then I'm going to let you roll on into the night. Um, I've been popping it up on and off here on the video, but the people on the radio and podcast side haven't seen it. Um, you want to tell them where you can be be found online so they can go check out some more of your music and, and hopefully buy some of it from you. All right. Yeah. I'd appreciate that. Um, so you can find me at Ross flora.com and that'll take you to pretty much everything. Uh, there's links to, to everything there on my EPs, albums, stuff like that. Um, my Instagram is Ross flora music. Just uh, check that out. Music industry runs on likes and followers these days, so I need as many of them as I can, <laughs> as I can. So I'd appreciate that, and um, and then Facebook under Ross Floor Music as well. So uh, yeah, please check it out. You know, like say download, and, stream some music for me, and I'd appreciate it. Um, so there's a band in Butler, Pennsylvania. I saw them post yesterday, probably the most hilarious post I've ever seen from a band, and it, it basically said. Thank you to all those of you that have been listening to our music on Spotify. Um, we'd like you to stop because now there's a 33 cent payment and we have to figure out how to pay taxes on it. And none of us are smart enough to, Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is clearly a joke, but it, it's great. <laughs> oh man. That's not a bad problem to have, I guess. <laughs> um, all right. So last question for you is what's coming up next. And I know you have a bunch of stuff going on this week, but you can go as far into it as you'd like. Yeah. Um, so apart from kind of call it my nine to five, but those are my gigs here in town. Um, do about 
eight to 10 to 12 a week, you know, so I'm always downtown throughout the weekends. If you're ever in town, you know, look me up on, I think it bands in town, you know, it's, you can use that as well as the website. Um, also, uh, I'm getting back into studio mode here. I've got another project coming out, six or seven songs coming out at the end of March. So that'll be, uh, that'll be my, my spring project there. And, um, yeah, aside from that, getting that recorded, gonna be live. I'll be engineering it and producing it myself again and playing everything but the drums again. And um, so it'll be a lot of sleepless nights and, you know, mm-hmm. gotta get back in that creative mode here. And uh, yeah, aside from that, um, working on a couple festivals, nothing, nothing, you know, I can talk about yet, but, uh, you know, here for the summertime hopefully maybe get up to Pittsburgh area, you know, and do some, do a tour of the East coast here, you know, but that being said, that's kind of, you know, just, I, keep I, on have a, I have a list of about 200 venues in the area on my website to go to build scene.com slash venues. All right. So, yeah. I'll send, um, I will send you that link tonight. <laughs> yeah, please do. All right. Um, uh, for those of you that are hanging out in the chat room with us tonight, um, Keith, hello. Um, Charlie, hello. Anyone who did not pop in, um, I do see you with the little eyeball on my screen, but you're not in the chat room, so I don't know who you, who you are, but thank you for hanging out with us tonight and each and every night that we do this. Um, I'm going to let Ross um, head off into the evening, and uh, if you stick around and go to music from 412com slash radio, or xrpradio.co.uk um, and buildascene.com slash radio. Um, we will be listening to this show um, in its entirety starting at 10 p.m. Um, that XRP show or station is in Scotland. Um, we also have um, oldiesxl.com that plays us. They are from Philadelphia. Ruduradio.com, which is on the beaches of San Diego, California. Um, 107.1 FM. KFGD and uh, megarockradio.net, both out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting someone because I usually do this at the top of the show and I forgot. But <laughs> make sure you check out and support all those stations as well. And um, Ross, I want to thank you for hanging out with me tonight. Hey, thank you so much, Bill, for having me. And uh, yeah, good to see you next time. Um, when you release that that next set of music, that next EP, let me know. Um, I have another podcast we can do. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll edge that list. Hey, right, so um, here at the end of the show, we're going to be listening to two more tracks before you get turned over to the uh, normal playlist that's going on in the, all those stations I mentioned. We're going to hear a um, two new songs. It's been a thing lately. We're going to be hearing from Pink Masquerade and their song Falling part again um that's a pop punk band and then we're gonna hear some pop rock from kurt ziggler out of pittsburgh and his brand new song is cause of me and uh we'll see you next week
It's cause of me.